friends, and welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. I am your host, Alicia, and today I am coming to you solo. Um, I have something I really, really want to talk to you about that really has to do with my own journey and things that I have walked through and had to walk out of in regards to um, issues in our marriage and different things in life. And so there's not a ton that Brian could really add to this episode since this really was my own journey and he was more of just a supporting role, um, you know, being there for me and praying for me during this process. So I thought, you know what? We're going to do this one today. So before I hop into today's episode, would like you guys to go check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. You can pretty much find out everything that you need or want to know about us on our website. You can find out how to purchase my book, Making Beauty with the Ashes, How God Saved My Marriage, and just basically everything that you want or need to know about us there on our website. So jumping into today's episode. So if I sound like maybe I'm taking a lot of deep breaths, (laughs) it's because I am because um, I just recently did my morning jog, and a lot of times while I'm on the treadmill, I feel like that's when God just really starts to speak to me. He just really starts to download a lot of information to me at that point because it's like my mind is clear. Um, I just open open myself up to receive what God is saying. And you know, you really can't talk because you're on the treadmill, <laughs> you're heavy breathing, kind of like I am right now. And um, he just really, this is an opportunity um, that the Lord takes to just really speak to me. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this podcast solo today, because I really want to come to you guys with what I was just, just soaking up from God while I was on the treadmill, while I was doing, um, just working out, getting everything moving, getting my mind open. Um, you know, getting my muscles, just getting everything in motion, then it was like my mind is just so open to what God is saying. I would encourage you guys, you know, if you're in a place where you're like, gosh, I'm having trouble hearing from God, go for a walk, go out into nature, you know, get on an exercise bike, get on the treadmill, whatever you can do, just get your body moving. It kind of helps to just clear out your mind when you look around at nature and you just see the beautiful things that God has done in nature, it just really opens you up to hear and to receive from him. So while I was on the treadmill today, um, God was just really walking me through my process of what I went through in our marriage and basically what has come out of it since then, you know, since I've walked through all of that turmoil in our marriage And it was kind of like I was going back to the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego of how when um, the king had ordered them into the fire because they would not bow down. They would not bow down to the idol that he had created. They stood their ground and he threw them in the fire and he ordered it actually seven times hotter than normal. So what happens whenever, you know, the enemy is coming against you and he's wreaking all kinds of havoc in your life because, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar, he ordered his strong men, right? To take these three men and throw them in the fire. So 
what happens is usually the enemy, your accuser, he brings other people out of the woodwork to do his dirty work for him. You might have some people that are um, putting you down, calling you names, um, slandering you, gossiping about you. You know, they're, they're, they're wimps, honestly, but they're the ones that are used by the enemy to put you in the fire, to put you in this process of of um, this, this super, super seven times, you know, order seven times hot fire. And so in my life, in my marriage, it felt like, honestly, I was just going from fire pit to fire pit to fire pit to fire pit. And the thing is, is it was like, I didn't even understand like what God, why am I, it's like, I'll come out of something, you know, Brian will will come back together. It'll look like maybe our family is going to reconcile only for him to walk out the door again. And it felt like I was plunged, me and my kids, right back into the same fire. And each time it felt hotter than the last time. It felt worse. It felt more painful. It felt all of those things when the enemy, and, and and there was very short distances in between, you know, it was like, um, we would, he would come back home after his excursions, whatever he was doing. He would be, okay, I'm so sorry. Let's get back together. And it would kind of look like, okay, well, maybe this thing is going to work only for him to exit our family again and start doing more damage. And then our family, me and my kids were just thrust right back into the fire that we had just come out of. And so it, a lot of times it felt like I was having trouble catching my breath, you know, because I would just get sucker punched. And then, you know, as I'm standing up catching my wind, it would feel like I was getting sucker punched all over again, having to go through the same scenario, a little bit different, but it's usually the same, same markers, you know, the abandonment, the infidelity, the rejection, all those things, all of those markers were the same, but each time it would be like he would hit a different area of my gut. You know, I'm like, oh, I didn't know I could hurt there. <laughs> That's what it felt like over and over and over. And so, but what what I have found through all of this, because I just want to say that God never throws you in that fire so that he can teach you something or that he can give you a platform, or that you can come out and you can help other people. Like he's not going to intentionally hurt you so that you can have a testimony. You know, he's not like here, me and my husband, we now have this podcast where we are helping other married couples that have, that are going through, have gone through, or will go through something hard in the future. He didn't have us go through that so that we could have this. And so I just want to put that out there. He will never create your chaos that will create pain to you so that you can have a testimony. Now, there are things in the Bible where, say, for example, Joseph. Well, God needed Joseph's family to move to Egypt or to go to Egypt to get grain. So what did God do? He caused a famine in the land. He So sometimes God is in the famine. He caused a famine in the land because he needed them to move. It wasn't to hurt them or harm them. It was because he needed them to get to that next place. And he knew they weren't going to move because you know how we are. We can get really 
stubborn and really comfortable in where we are. And the Lord knows us better than us. And the only way that he can get us to move up and out is if he creates a famine, if he starts to dry up the resources where we're at, if he starts to create, you know, some uncomfortableness, because I'm sure living in a famine where food was becoming more scarce, it was becoming uncomfortable you know, they weren't able to eat as much or maybe even as often as normal. So it created this uncomfortableness in them. But that uncomfortableness, the famine caused them to move. And so God will do these kind of things, but it's for your benefit. It is for your benefit. It's never to hurt or harm you. Now, I know sometimes we can be in seasons where, you know, maybe we're in a relationship that God did not ordain, that God was not in. But, you know, we have free will. We completely, you know, my daughter was actually talking to me about this the other day. Well, what if you marry somebody and that wasn't who God chose for you? I'm like, well, this happens all the time. People don't inquire of God. They don't pray for their mate. They just, oh, well, he's nice looking or, oh, she's nice looking, you know, pursue that. But they don't really ask God, God, is that the one you've chosen for me? They go through the marriage, they go through, you know, everything. And then they hit this place in their marriage where it's like that, you know, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that this is not working. This is not the one that God chose for me. I chose this marriage and now I'm having with everything inside of me, I'm striving and striving and striving to, to make this marriage work. And, and that's the thing you guys when we do that, when we step out on our own, what he'll do is he'll reset our GPS because we kind of stepped out of his will. And now we're in this relationship with this person that was not God's will. So he'll reset our GPS so that we can still walk, you know, in the direction that he is calling us to walk, but it's going to look different. And it's going to be down a road that we probably is not as easy as the one that he had originally chose. And say, you know, you know, there have been, I've, I've talked to many people and that have walked through divorce or are walking through divorce. And I fully believe now this is solely in these situations that I'm referring to that, that God is in the divorce. He is in that because of the harm that's going on and because of the abuse that's going on. God would never, you know, be like, oh, fight for your marriage, fight for your marriage while you're having the snot beat out of you or while, you know, you're all of these horrible things. You know, some people are raped in their marriage and this is a real thing. This is a real thing. And so, but what God can do is, you know, he He has already pre-planned all of our mistakes. Like he already knows that we are going to flesh out, right? <laughs> because we're not many gods. We are going to flesh out. We're going to do what we want. We're going to pursue what we want over what his plans for us are. But what he does is he just resets our GPS. He's like, okay, it's going to take them a lot longer to get where I want them to be, but they're going to still get there. If they'll listen to my voice and if they'll keep following after me, they're going to get there, but it's just going to take a lot longer to get there. Just like the Israelites, you guys, they wandered for 40 years when I've heard it said that they were only 11 days walk away from their destination, 11 days, but they wandered for 40 years, 40 years. It was 11 days away. They wandered for 40 years. Now, this is what happens when you step out of the will of God and he has to reset your GPS. Sometimes 
it's going to be a longer way to get there. You know, when you feel that, for example, like in a song, so say you're, there's a song and you have a part to the song. Well, you miss your part. You miss the part that you're supposed to, to sing. Well, what happens is you have to let that song play all the way through and then start again. And then when, you're, when your part comes in, then you chime in at that part. This is what happens. This is essentially an example of what happens when you miss the thing that God has for you is you got to let it play all the way through. And then it'll come back around again. And then when your part comes up, you'll make sure not to miss it that, <laughs> that second time like you did the first. Because you know what happens is you have to let the song play all the way through. And then it's got to start again and come back to your portion. So God does not exclude you. If you miss something, if you've stepped out and you maybe you've aligned with somebody you're not supposed to or it wasn't his will, you've not missed anything. He can reset things to come back around again, but it might be a little bit longer than it was the first go around. So just know that he he's for you. Even when we flesh out, I have fleshed out so many times in my life and I guarantee I will in the future. You want to know why? Because I'm human <laughs> and I guarantee everyone listening to this, you will also have those moments. But let me just tell you about what I walk through in my marriage Going through all of those seasons of fire after fire after fire after fire, what was happening to me during those moments, like I said, was not God orchestrated. God did not call my husband to be unfaithful. He did not call my husband to um, abandon me and my kids over and over and over. That was not his will. But what he did was in those moments, in the fire, he was there. He was there with me and he was taking the opportunity. Okay. Her heart is open to me. We're going to start removing some things that are not beneficial to her. We're going to start going through this process of stripping away while she's already, I mean, you guys, if you're already in the place and you're already sprawled out and you're like, God, I can't take anymore, you know, just take everything that's left. And he's like, okay, you're in a place where, you know, you know, if you're thinking about it, think about this. If you're having a surgery done and, you know, they're going in and they're they're removing something and they're like, hey, while we're there, do you want us to do this too since you're already kind of knocked out? And, you know, maybe it's just like a little, I don't know, skin tuck or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I'm already there. Go ahead and do it. Well, this is what God does is he's like, I'm already, I'm already here with you. We're already walking through this hard process and you already hurt. Let's go ahead and let's start stripping some things away so that when you begin to heal, you're going to start healing in a whole manner. You're not going to start, you're not going to heal from this and then still have this over here that you're going to have to deal with later on. Let's go ahead and while you're here, let's start dealing with some of these, you know, dad issues that you have. Maybe there was some unhealthy thing you know, that was going on with you and your husband and there was some unhealthy, um, like for, for example, for me, you know, my dad was amazing and he really set my husband up to fail. <laughs> and I don't say that in a mean way. I don't at all, but like I expected because I saw how my dad was with my mom and just how extremely loving he was and how attentive he was that I wanted all of that and more. I wanted all of that 
plus a, you know, plus a box of chocolates, plus a thing of roses. I wanted it all. And well, my husband didn't grow up that way. He actually did not see that. He actually saw the opposite. You know, he, he didn't see loving side of, you know, on his, on his parents' side. My family was overly affectionate, was overly displaying this example of love and his was not. And so I kind of came in, I was like, okay, why aren't you doing this? It's like, I was already expecting him to read my mind. And so in this process of being in this fire over and over and over, God was starting to show me how, okay, wow, I had a lot of really, you know, harsh expectations that I just put on him that was undeserved. And, you know, I was expecting a mind reader of a husband in all of these things. And he just, he was not that, but you guys, I want you to know that if you are in a place and you are going through fire, I just want you to know that God will use it. He will use every part of it. And, you know, just like for me, example, there were so many things that I didn't realize some, some, um, mindsets, some, learn behaviors I didn't even know were there. And when I was walking through these fiery moments, these fiery pit moments, this is when I had to get real with myself. You know, you guys, because it was just me, my kids, and God. But in those nights when I was in my bed, I was all alone. I was cold, you know, because I didn't have anybody with me. I was cold. And I was just crying out to God. It was me and him. And that's where the rubber met the road. That's where I was getting real with him. I was like, God, I'm not innocent in this whole thing. I play a part. There's a reason, you know, that I, I'm so hard to get along with or, you know, whatever. Like, what is my part in this? Show me how to change. Even if my marriage doesn't work, I don't want to be the same person moving forward. I don't want to be the same person. If there's a future relationship, I don't want to be the same person. I want to be different. And so I was taking the stance of God, help me, help me to the soul level. Take it down to the soul level. Show me where there's some unhealthy soul ties or show me, you know, where there's some coping mechanisms or maybe unhealthy learned patterns that need to be burned away. And this is what he did for me in this, in this time. And so when I came out of the fire, when I finally emerged from the fire, I was better. It's like I was better than I was before I went in. Now, I'm not saying that I did not have to go through counseling. I'm not saying that I did not have to go through deliverance. I totally did all of those things. I totally did. And I want to encourage everybody to also do those things. But there's something about going through the fire when God's like, it's time we need to go through this fire to, to remove some of these things. And a lot of us, we don't want to because fire hurts. Fire is uncomfortable. It burns, it burns. And a lot of times we just want to go around. A lot of times we want to avoid, you know, nobody likes pain, right? Nobody. I mean, I don't. (laughs) I for sure don't like pain, but one thing that God has taught me through this whole process is I don't want to be the same more than I don't want pain. And so if my journey is one of stripping away and removing and reversing old mindsets, 
I'm willing to go there now. Whereas before, you know, it was kind of like I had to be thrown into the fire, kicking and screaming, like, no, I don't want to do this. And, you know, sometimes this is our process. It's like we, the thing that we need so much, the thing that we need to help us get to that change, we avoid, we push pause over and over and over because we don't want to address, we don't want to look at, we don't want to face. And anything that you don't face, you know, so many times we think if we don't face it, right, it's it's gone, it's not there. And really all you're doing is you're pausing it for another. And usually it's an inopportune time when it comes up and out. It's like <laughs> at a wedding or something, like a very inopportune time when something that we've been burying and burying and burying and burying forever finally comes up and out and it's in a moment where we got to deal with it and at that point it's gotten big and it's gotten ugly because it's gotten infected and you guys know me I was not like this always I I was not I was like the one who was like no we're not gonna deal with this we're gonna pretend we're gonna sweep it under the rug it's not there right the elephant in the room is not there everybody look away but the elephant was always there. It's always there. And the more you sweep under the rug, the bigger the mound under the rug is and the more of a tripping <laughs> mechanism it becomes. So looking away, pushing pause, those things don't work. You have to look at it. You have to face it. You have to allow God to take you through that process. You can't go around it, you guys. You can't. There were some things, there were some things that, you know, even when me and Brian were going through all of our marriage issues, there were some things that I could not look away from. You know, God was bringing some things out and I could not look away. As much as I wanted to, as much as I wanted to, I could not look away. I had to look at it, but then I had to deal with it. And so my, my process was usually looking at it for a good look length of time because looking at it was the acknowledging. I had to look at it. I had to acknowledge, okay, I see that. That's ugly. I don't like that. You know, look at it as long as you need to because that's the acknowledging part. That's the realization part that not everything is what we thought. And then the next thing is doing something about that. Do you want to change it or do you want to stay the same? So essentially when you do something, the other flip side of that is leaving it the same, leaving it unchanged. And, and then the crazy part is expecting something different. (laughs) So if you do nothing, you see it, you see it's an ugly thing. You don't like it, but you look at it and you do nothing. You're going to get the same result. And it's probably actually going to be worse. It's going to be more infected at this point. It's going to be worse. So I just want to encourage you guys, do not look at the problem and choose to look away. It won't go away. It will not go away. No matter how much you wish it away or run from it, it always finds you. It always finds you. And 
like I said, it's probably going to be at the most inopportune time. You know, when you have gallbladder issues, it's from a, um, a, a long period of, of bad food choices. And then all of a sudden, when you have that gallbladder attack, you can't not face it because it's so intense. You can't not face it. And this is what these things are when God is pulling something out and out of you. You know, he's got you in the fire for a reason because there's something that needs to come off. There's something that needs to die. And it's always something that's hindering you. He, he's never like going to strip something so amazing that benefits you. <laughs> He's going to remove things from you that are hindering your growth, that are hindering your walk with him, that are hindering your destiny, your relationship, whatever. You can fill in the blank. You know what it is. It's hindering. It's a hindrance. It's a. It's something that's causing delay. It's something that's causing you to be like the Israelites wandering for 40 years. He doesn't want that for you. He doesn't want you to have to wonder and wonder and wonder because of something that you're not dealing with. Because if there's somewhere he's taking you, there are some things you cannot bring that he will need you to lay down. Well, if we stand there and we're stubborn and we're like, nope, oh no, that backpack's going with me. And God's like, I need you to lay it down. You're like, nope, it's coming with me, God. I need this backpack. I need everything in it. Every last one. I've got every memory in there that I need to pull out and throw at somebody. Nope. I need that. That's my crutch. And God's like, well, we're going to stay right here until you're willing to lay that down. Because where I'm taking you, that backpack is going to hurt you. It's going to be a hindrance to you. And I'm not, because I love you too much, I'm not going to, I don't want that for you. And I'm not going to allow that. So he'll let you sit there as long as you want until you're ready. And see, that's the thing about God. He's not forceful. He will let us remain in our dysfunction and our pain and our trauma as long as we want to. But I tell you what, you guys, when you're ready to get up, when you're ready to walk out of it and you're ready to let it go, he's also right there ready to help you in that process. And this was my journey. My journey has been a back and forth, you know, walking through 12, a little over 12 years of infidelity and abandonment and rejection and just a lot of those those type of things it was hard i had on a big military backpack and i was like god i need this i need this i need everything in here because these are my weapons that this is my excuses for not you know letting go because they're all justified everything in my backpack is justified and i need them all And God's like, and this is the thing, he doesn't discount that. He's not like, you're wrong. It's not justified. He knows it is. He knows everything that you're carrying, it's justified. He knows this. But he's asking you to take that bigger step. And he said, even though every hurt you have is justified, I'm asking you to lay it down for a bigger purpose, for a bigger calling. And it's hard, you guys. It's hard when you're someone like me who has walked through so much heartache. And when God tells you to lay it down, it feels like you're giving up who you are. But honestly, I didn't want to identify 
as that girl. I didn't want to identify as somebody who's walked through, you know, all of this, this marriage pain and and I didn't want to identify that. But as long as I kept my backpack full of trauma on, as long as I kept my backpack full of justified pain, I couldn't go where he was calling me to go. And so what God does is he stands with you and he unpacks it with you. He doesn't like, okay, take the whole thing off and let's go. Because he knows you he knows you can't do that. He knows that each one of those things that you put back there, there's a memory attached to it. There's a hurt attached to it. There's a betrayal attached to it. There's a, a injustice attached to it. And so what he does is he says, okay, let's bring out this betrayal. Let's look at it, right? Because you got to look at it. You got to look at it. You can't You can't deal with something if you won't face it. You can't deal with something or heal with something if you won't look at it. So he'll pull that betrayal out and he'll have you look at it. And you're going to cry because all of a sudden that emotion from that betrayal is right there in front of your eyes and you see it. And God acknowledges, yes, that was unjust. Yes, that hurt. Yes, that was wrong. But I'm asking you, would you allow me to heal you in this space? Allow him to heal you in that space so that you can lay it down. Because you guys, carrying all of that on your back, it's heavy. It weighs you down. It affects you mentally, emotionally, and it affects your health. It affects you physically too. So as you're in this process, I want to encourage each and every one of you to get in this process of healing, of removal, of looking at, of dealing with. It does hurt. It is painful, but it is so worth it because where he is taking you, you can't bring it with you. You've got to lay it down. You've got to lay it down, you guys. And I just want my prayer for you in this new year is that those things that you keep pushing pause on, those things where you're refusing to go in the fire because you know it's going to hurt. You're refusing to look at something because you've you've not looked at it for so long. You're like, oh, it's been so much distance. I don't need to look at that. Maybe you do. You know if you've healed from something. You know if you've healed from a betrayal. If the, if the person who betrayed you walks into the same room, what is the first thing that comes up and out? If you feel you gritting your teeth and you feel your face burning and you feel all of that anger welling up in you again, it's time to revisit that thing. It's time. I'm not saying that like when the person walks in the room, you should feel, you know, butterflies and and all of those things. There's probably going to be an awkwardness, you know, always. Because if somebody betrayed you, they betrayed your trust. You know, there, there's some things that happen in that moment. So boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. So we won't go there because you guys know how I am about boundaries. But what I'm saying is, is like, you know, if you've healed from something and you know when you haven't. Make this the year that you say, okay, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to no longer look at this thing. Because not looking at it doesn't mean it's gone. Not looking at it doesn't mean I'm healed. And so we're going to choose. Let's choose this year. God, with you, in partnership with you, I'm going to go there. 
I want to be healed. I want to be whole. I want to be a better version of myself. I want to be who you created me to be. But as long as I've got this backpack full of, of, of justified things, I can't go there with you. So help me. God, would you help us? Would you help us to lay those things down, to lay them before you? Help us, God, to walk fully in wholeness and healing this new year, God. And I just thank you. Um, If you've been continually listening to our podcast and our podcast has been helping you walk through or walk out of these hard places, share these episodes, share them with somebody who needs to hear them. You guys, you have no idea how years and years ago, how I needed this. I needed this so much because I needed voice. I needed a voice to what I was feeling. I needed a voice to what I was walking through and I didn't have that. And this would have been so beneficial to me. So if you know someone who's in a hard place or maybe it's you, share this because you don't know. A lot of times we put masks on and we say everything's okay, but our home is a war zone. Our home is flooded with chaos all of the time. You don't know who needs this. And so even though somebody looks good and they smile and they all these things on the outside, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So just share this episode with somebody you know that needs it. And I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review. Check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Until next time, we bless you. 